Hey, 1000 Leagues, this is James Capel and Cindy Way, and we are here for week 38, talking to you about our last week's uh, events and things that we've done, and uh, just wanted to update you on what's what all is going on in our world, and uh, we wanted to intro this episode with the talent of Alistair Gillies, a famous bagpipe player from uh, Glasgow, Scotland, and... Um, that was him playing um, his March Strasbay and Real, his March version of Miss John McCall in the 25th Glenfiddich Piping Championship from 1999. And I uh, just thought that was an apropos thing uh, to, to lead in with a bagpipe song or tune this morning, or <laughs> this evening, <laughs> uh, as I'm going to be attempting to play my bagpipes at the uh, April 16th boat christening that we were going to have that we just sent out an Evite for. And I've just started practicing for, and I haven't played my pipes in years, so um, it's going to be more of an intention gatherer than uh, anything else. But I don't know, not, not many people enjoy the bagpipes anyway, right? I love listening to you play the bagpipes, it's cool. Well, there's something weird about you, because I haven't even <laughs> practiced. It sounds horrible, and you still like them, so other people don't like them, regardless of how good you are. Kira so. and Max like them. Like them, yeah. Well, how tuned are they how, to their ear to bagpipes, because... Some people are very critical. Also, I think it's very apropos that Alexandria is a very Scottish community for mm, the most true. part. So um, it'll be kind of fun. Mm -hmm. um, I plan on wearing my kilt. Excellent. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me what's under my kilt. <laughs> it's Not okay. Much. I'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's kind of funny. I, I used to try to play a little bit of uh, competitions on my bagpipes. Uh, I never got out of grade four, but I got pretty good in grade four while I was practicing. And Alistair Gillies was one of my um, um, uh, graders down in Richmond one time. What does grading mean? What are the grades? Uh, you play you, you play a set of, of tunes and you get graded by judges. And Alistair Gillies was one of my judges. I, I did horribly. He, one he is low me. and four is high? A grade four is like beginning bagpipers. So it's and, four to one. And, and, and grade one, one grade one are like the, the really good pipers. Okay. I never got out of grade four. Okay. But um. But he was yeah. one of your judges. He was That's one of my judges. so cool. Very, very <laughs> nerve-wracking. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> but uh, anyway, bagpipes are fun. Uh, I'm glad to be practicing again and getting my chops back. And your uh, swagger. <laughs> yeah, my swagger. Still got to work on the swagger. And still got to work on the boat. We've got yeah. a lot of work to do on the boat. It's coming along. And, uh, you know, I hate to say it again, but this is the third week. We're still reporting on working on our, our sliding seat. But um, we still have parts in the mail, hopefully, somewhere between here and uh, where we ordered them. Mm -hmm. And uh, so <laughs> <laughs> they are slowly making their way here. Um, we're still working. I, I still got to build the sliding seat. We're, we're waiting on for waiting on some inline skating wheels for the, the seat. Mm -hmm. um, we've got most of the parts for the foot stretchers. We're building the foot stretchers out of our Concept Two ergometer foot uh, holder thingies with straps and stuff. Is that the technical term? Yeah, thingies, <laughs> strap thingies, feet thingies. And you have well, you did a lot of work by actually putting the. Um, the two parts to make the seat go, like the two places the seat's going to sit on. The, the rails. rails. Yeah. Yeah. So the rails you are did. fixed in the boat. That They're was not, a lot of work. Yeah, it was a lot of work. Um, we both we both worked on getting that stuff in there. Um, and the existing seat, 
oddly enough, fits those rails as well. So we were able to actually put a sliding seat on those That's rails. That's because of your excellent carpentry skills. Yeah. <laughs> and it all seems to work okay so far. Um, I'm not permanently fixing anything. We're just fixing it in there well enough so that we can use it mm -hmm. and test it out. But it's not permanent yet. We want to get our oar locks and get all the rigging set up and get it out on the water and test it all out, test the feel for everything to make sure it's it's working comfortably and effectively for us mm -hmm. before we start fiberglassing stuff inside the boat. So that's where we're at. Um, I got, um, I ordered a, a Vespoli, uh, or not a Vespoli, I ordered a sweep oar lock from Vespoli to see how that was going to work as one of our you know, you know, as a, for a rigging. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I just don't feel confident that I can make that work. The the Vespoli pen is kind of different, and uh, and plus talking to Roz, our expedition mentor, she mentioned the uh, Cobra or uh, locks from Sawyer. And um, what do they do? What's different about them? Well, they're different in that they're not made of plastic. They're made of bronze. Mm -hmm. And so the bronze can be uh, kind of bent. To fit your oar, kind of like custom bent and tuned to your oar, and our oars actually are whitewater oars from Sawyer. From Sawyer, yeah. So, so it seems like a good fit there. The only thing is, um, I'm not sh quite sure how to secure the oar lock on the boat, and so I'm still trying to work that out. We what have about scotch tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, come on. We have stainless steel plates on our gunnels mm -hmm. with holes in them. So they can go in there, uh, the Orlocks can go in the, those holes in the stainless steel plates. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just, we, we previous, the previous setup was for a stainless steel arm that held the top of the Orlock onto the gunnel, and that was really, really secure. And so I'm kind of, I feel different about putting this sweep or this uh, whitewater Orlock in there mm. with nothing but a pin below to hold it in there. But it seems like that's what it's made for, like the give and take and push in the ocean. So it seems like that's like That's different. how they're made. And yeah, I've rode, so I've rode to be. my gunning dory had that, had oh, okay. those types of warlocks okay. in them. And so it, was, it was perfectly fine, yeah. but, you know, I wasn't rowing on the ocean. So, yeah. and, and I, I, you know, but Ross Savage uses these warlocks. The or Northwest guys use them. three oceans. <laughs> yeah, or Northwest guys use them. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there are others that have used them too, as well, so... Uh, um, we're, those are on our way. Uh, mm -hmm. um, on the way, we've got two pair, uh, one pair of Orlocks coming. We're gonna try them out in the exist in the rowing position that we're, we know works, mm -hmm. and um, try to get a feel for how, how we're gonna secure those things and see how they work with the oars that we have. And uh, if they work out, then we'll order you know a couple more plus spares for the next rowing position. Awesome. So, but it's a lot. It's a lot of work. Now, not actually doing stuff, but thinking. Yeah. Thinking about what you need, how it's all gonna fit. What are the, what's the geometry of everything? How's it gonna be? Mm. You know, most comfortable. Um, the new rolling position is a little bit higher than the old one, so you know, I don't know how that's gonna work. Mm -hmm. um, but we're slowly figuring things out. Um, also, along the boat building lines, I ordered some stuff called CPES. It's C C P E S. And uh, it's basically epoxy uh, for treating wood rot. And I've used this stuff in my uh, gunning dory on marine plywood and stuff for, um, especially when there, it had some spots of wood rot on it. And the stuff is just great. I love mm -hmm. it. It's the best stuff ever. CPES. If you're ever building a wooden boat and you've got some wood rot issues or, or you just want to protect your wood, 
CPEZ is excellent. What does it do? It basically penetrates the wood as well as coats it and protects it against, uh, it, it kills all the existing wood rot spores and stuff. Oh, okay. It soaks into the wood and it, it basically kills all that stuff and, and seals it off. Wow. And uh, it protects it from any additional weather and water damage that might occur. Very cool. So I'm going to coat all new wood that we're putting in the boat with the CPEZ stuff as well as the epoxy that I already put on it to make sure that wood lasts as long as possible and uh, is as strong as possible. Excellent. It's great stuff. I love it. Um, ordered some U-bolts um, that we're going to put in the gunnels for adding additional uh, contact points for our tethers. So when we're rowing, we can uh, jack into that th those U-bolts as well as to the, the new safety line on mm -hmm. the deck that we've installed. Um, the safety line is pretty sweet. He did a great job on that. You did a great job on that. <laughs> Thank you. It's it's basically just a sailing sailing lifeline rig yeah. that we just put on the deck. And it worked really well with those. Uh, I finally got the right pair. It's interesting not knowing you know what measurements of things you need. And they all come in different sizes. And I ordered this 3 stainless steel wire. And the uh, initial quick quick latch latches that I bought for that wire didn't fit. So I had to send that back and get some bigger ones. And same thing with the oar, oar locks. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, same thing with the U-bolts, but I'm done buying U-bolts. <laughs> That's like the third time. <laughs> yeah, so this is the second set of U-bolts that I bought, and they're still not the right size, but we're going to stick with those because I think they're good enough. Uh, what else? Uh, I, one of the things on my uh, to-do list for the boat before the boat christening is to reprogram the SciTech AIS, the automatic identification system that we have inside the cabin. Mm -hmm. And the reason I want to do that is because it's currently reporting the boat name as Leah. And when you do oh, a boat yeah. christening, you have to get rid of all things yep. from the previous name of the boat. And so that's one of them. That's a big so one. <laughs> even though it's a digital signal, we still got to get rid of it. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not superstitious or anything, but I am. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's one of the things we got to get done. And I have no clue how to reprogram this thing. <laughs> All right, so There's, we got to figure that out before yeah, April 16th. Yeah, that's just another thing on the to-do list. I'm going to get um, some boat stickers with our, our, you know, 1,000 Leagues Across the Sea name mm -hmm. as well as our URL. And I'd also get like to get a sticker of our logo and have all that stuff neatly yeah. on each, each side of the boat. So I'm trying to find those and get those ordered tonight, hopefully. And then also, once we get everything in place and installed and fiberglass, then uh, I'd like to paint the or reseal the deck mm -hmm. and then paint it with a no glare paint and have everything looking nice and pretty before it's gonna be really sharp. Thing. So yeah. it's gonna be sharp but we've, we've got a, a lot a lot to do before then we'll get it done yeah one way or the other all right uh latest indiegogo guess what guys we are 84% funded on our water maker. That's pretty amazing. 84%. We are almost there. So close. However, we are not there yet, and we have to continue pulling. Yep. We have to continue pushing. We have to continue rowing until Eight. we get to 100%. We have $800 left to meet our goal of 5000 790 790 sorry. $790 left. Come on. We need some help. Share our Indiegogo campaign with anybody you can. We're almost there. It's the last Power 10. We got to get this done. Power 10 in two. <laughs> <laughs> I would hate to. We got 14 days left. 14 and days, I would hate yep. to get to 14 days and have this little remaining amount left and not be 100% funded. That's, I mean, 
We're, we're bringing home, we're trying to set off on this expedition to bring home an American record, mm -hmm. the first American pair to ever row across the North Atlantic, the first American woman to ever row across the North Atlantic. Surely we can raise $5,000, just 5000 The British teams raise almost a million dollars for charity. Wow. A million pounds for charity. Wow. Some of them do. Yeah, that's incredible. Surely an American team can raise $5,000 for a water maker. Come on. I'm amazed at the people who've sponsored us so far, just being willing to to give a, you know give it their time and their money for to help us out. So we really want to thank you for that, though. Yes, yes. including Bjorn and Char. Thank you very much, Bjorn and Char. We really appreciate it. Both these guys are United States Marine Corps, and we really appreciate you uh, donating to our cause and, for, and to our expedition. Thanks a lot, and thank you for your service. I know you hate that. <laughs> Some former Navy person. That's just a personal thing. So yeah, yeah. that's all good. <laughs> I wish I was a Marine. That's why I said it. Well, Marines are pretty cool. Like us Navy people were, you know. So we're like Navy Marines. people. What? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we had a sponsor today who we're not sure that we've never met. So McDunn57, fantastic. Thank you so much for donating to our project. Absolutely. Appreciate it, McDunn57. Rock on. And now, um, to let you know, our, our uh, expedition countdown is now at 52 days. Holy cow. Zero hours, 36 minutes, and five seconds. Time's a ticking. We are well on our way, and um, we're, we're getting there, and, and we will be ready to set off on April 17th, guaranteed. Or, not April 17th. <laughs> May 17th. <laughs> May you just 17th. gave me a heart attack. <laughs> May 17th, we will be ready to go. We're oh, wait yeah. waiting for our weather window on May 17th. Yep. Um, so as soon as we get this boat christening out of the way, we're going to try to do some on-the-water trials yep. in, in April. Yep. Um, Isle on the Potomac, we're going to be testing out our rigging, making sure everything is working well and is comfortable, and then we'd like to do some a little bit rougher water out on Chesapeake Bay. Mm -hmm. and, uh, maybe we'll get some ocean time in. I don't know. Before May 17th. Oh, is Tanger Chesapeake? I thought it was Ocean. Tanger is Chesapeake. Okay. So we'd like to row to Chesapeake, uh, Tanger Island out on the Chesapeake Bay and back. Okay. Um, just as a test row. Mm -hmm. With the um, new Orlocks and new Orlocks. And we need to test out, you know, Watermaker once we yeah. get it and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Set up. So. All right. Once our Indiegogo reaches 5,000 and we can buy a new Watermaker. Yes. <laughs> In 14 short days. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks a lot for listening. Remember to check us out on the web at 1000leagues.com, and from there you can get to our Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, and also our Indiegogo campaign, and we really appreciate you sharing that, and we will leave you with another tune from Alistair Gillies, piping champion from Glasgow, Scotland, and uh, also a, a former teacher at Carnegie Mellon. Thanks a lot for listening. Cheers. Cheers.